Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, all you Courageous Cause Champions. It's a Saturday morning. We are walking, walking, walking on the treadmill because it's in the 20s outside, I think, 30s. Oh, cold. It's cold. It's overcast. It's winter in Michigan. Still winter. I'm still waiting for my yellow um, flowers, my very, very first flowers to come up. On Facebook, you know how it says like a year ago, you know, this memory you had a year ago. Today, I had the yellow flowers coming up, um, blooming. So I'm going to go peek out there. I don't think I'm going to get it, though, because we last winter was much milder this time of the year. So anyway, hey, this is a podcast, uh, episode 77 of the Couch to 5A podcast. Lainey Friedrich here. We are on day 53 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge. I know everybody likes hearing all the updates on what day and what episode and blah, blah, blah. Today, oh my gosh, the plot thickens, the parallels build between, some of you have heard my previous podcast about the national popular vote interstate compact campaign that I'm working on. Um, still, still the official grassroots organizer for Michigan until I get my team, until my team kind of comes to me. Like, I'm hoping the universe will send it. But yesterday, I had a great conversation with the captain of the microcirculators team from Voters Not Politicians. And what he did is he would, um, it just happened uh, by chance that he was um, collecting signatures, petition signatures, at a farmer's market in Ann Arbor, where he lives. And the, one of the women said, oh, are you going to be here tomorrow? I could get, you know, um, could, um, something about, oh, oh, are you going to be here tomorrow? Um, I forget why she said if he was going to be back the next day. I think it was like, oh, I can bring my friends. Um, that's what she asked him. She said, oh, if you, are you going to be here tomorrow? I'm going to, you know, bring some of my friends. And he's thinking, no, I don't like live at the farmer's market. I'm here for a two-hour shift. So he said, why don't I give you the sheet? I've got extra petition sheets. Why don't I give you a sheet? You get your signatures. I'll be back here next weekend. Bring it on back. And she did. She filled up the whole sheet of 10 signatures or whatever on a sheet. And he's like, wow, I wonder how many other people could do this. So he started doing this. So he started offering to people that signed. He said, hey, do you think that you could... Uh, he's, so, he's brilliant about this. He said, you know, you could double your impact if you could just take a sheet and get one more signature for me. That's twice, that's double. And, and if you, you know, just get everybody in your house, uh, in your immediate family, you know, you might fill up the whole sheet. So that's what he did. And he had his team together, um, the, the microcirculators on his team had more collectively than, by far, than any other team on, uh, in the campaign, in the Voters Not Politicians campaign. And it said it was so easy, like it's just so much easier for people to, I mean, go on, seriously, I did it, standing on corners and standing at the farmer's market and parking lots and stuff. And like approaching the public, that is a level 401. That is, you are connecting with people you do not know. And you wanna keep, most people wanna, you wanna stay, keep them at 301 and build their confidence up. He said he ended up having two people on his team that were like, they, they took it and ran. They took it and then they were great. They got into the public and ended up, you know, collecting like 100 signatures or something um, instead of just like the five or 10. And, uh, but he said a lot of them, you know, a lot, a lot of people did 
uh, on average, five. So on his average, some people would just get two names. Some people would get, you know, 20. So anyway, it averages out. The average ended up being five. So he and I were talking. That was during the circulating of the signature, the petitions. So since our campaign, Michigan National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, it's not the same, it's not an official petition, like the ones we were doing before, it was like very official, had to have a specific printed sheet with specific language on it that we had to get from the campaign, and then people had to sign, you know, according to their voter registration, like name and address, and it was very official because it had to be submitted to the Secretary of State, and these signatures had to be validated that they were um, registered voters. So, but our petition is much more informal than that. It's to, you know anybody can print it off on their computer, and uh, it just has their name or their you know their signature and their address, and then their zip code, and they can put their phone number if they want. They could sign up if they want to volunteer or not. But what it is, is it's really just for us to go to their legislators in their zip code, you know, based on their zip code and say, hey, we have signatures from 100 people in your district or 200 people in your district that will support, that are saying that when this bill comes up, we are supportive of it. We would like you to vote for it. So it's very, very informal. So you don't have to, it's just so much easier. So his, you know, I, was I had reached out to him because I'm like, I kind of want to understand how he did everything. And so the microcirculators, you just invite anybody who signs, hey, could I give you a sheet? And could you go get some signatures? And then I think on the sheet, on the bottom of the sheet, I'll have a mailing address. And then they can mail it back in. That's super easy. Um, and uh, so then we got talking about, he said in the second phase of the campaign, what they did that was super powerful is they started handing out buttons for the, cam the campaign buttons and on college campuses especially and for free and and he said people loved it like these people would wear their buttons on their backpacks for months and months and months it got visible and then they'd have friends who would ask them about it so the other thing they gave them is a little business card it's so brilliant a little business card with the contact information for the campaign like the website address and sort of the just the basic gist of it like ours will be like yeah we're trying to pass the interstate compact so that the popular vote winner gets the electoral votes um super simple so so that people can put that in their wallet and or the person just you know if someone asks about the button they're like here here's here's what it's all about here's the website go get your stuff so we got talking and as some of you um, maybe recall um, I've called this the perfect gateway campaign you know how they say like um, this isn't I guess this isn't a good necessarily comparison but it's funny is that some people say that marijuana is the gateway drug so that if, if people start um, I don't know if that's true or not I have no idea the people who are against marijuana say that it's a gateway drug and that if you start using marijuana you're more likely to start using other drugs I don't know I could I, I guess I could look that up but that's the that's the where that phrase comes from is that that concept and when I was talking about this campaign I told Asa I said this is perfect gateway campaign because it, like it's their first foray into um, you know campaigns political campaigns and uh, it kind of gets people 
you know, builds up their confidence, teaches them what it's all about. <laughs> and that's what Asa said, oh yeah, it's a good training wheels campaign. So I kind of dropped the idea of gateway campaign, but it's coming back in, I'm gonna use it again. Here's why, because Brian, this guy, the microcirculator guy, was telling me, he's like, yeah, we just, we had these buttons and we put them in Ziploc bags and we handed them out to people because people wanted more than one. They're like, I can give one to my friend and my family and my, you know, this person that I sit next to in class. And, and he's like, that's what you do. He's like, you just, you have a little bag. And he said, well, why, why not start with five buttons? Because that was kind of the average. And with a sheet, a petition sheet and five buttons and five business cards. And you say, go. And it'll be like, hey, you want a bag of buttons? <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anybody I got I got bags of buttons over here. <laughs> it's like, and I told Brian, I said, I'm gonna call them button pushers. We're gonna have people that are button pushers. He's like, he's like, it just it snowballs. He said it it goes crazy. Like people were crazy about the buttons they wanted. People would come back over like to get buttons, and it's totally a gateway, it's a gateway campaign, man. We are gonna get people addicted to supporting this campaign and to uh, wearing the buttons. They're gonna want more buttons. So yeah, I gotta put on the, the petition sheet on the bottom with the address, I'm gonna say, contact us for more buttons. You want more buttons, we got buttons. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, the other thing you said that was so key is um, getting people's pictures with the buttons and getting their permission to use it in like posts and stuff like that. So the people can see like average people are wearing these buttons and supporting this campaign. And then you ask them to put it on, you know, put pictures of themselves with the button on their own social media, like Instagram and Facebook and everything. And then it just kind of blows it out that way. Cause then their friends are like, ah, oh, you got a button. I want a button. What's it all about? So I ran that by Asa and Jonathan. Asa was like, all aboard. Um, Went here back from Jonathan. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. And then Monday is the League of Women Voters call. I'm going to run it by them too. And uh, so I'm trying to figure out the best name for the campaign because whatever name goes on this button is the name that like the website's going to be and, you know, our, we'll change our Facebook. I don't know. I mean, the one person, one vote Michigan is a lot to put on a button. Um, so I don't know. I have no idea. I'm gonna to talk to other people about like, what campaign names are they using? And, um, cause I know Jonathan's in, I think they had, they went by like N, NPV, and then a small, like capitals and then small CT for Connecticut. But I think, but they have a different name. It was like one, your vote, make your vote matter or something like that. I don't know. So I'm just gonna ask these other states that did successful campaigns and said, what was your name? Can we use your name? <laughs> and uh, and come up with something really catchy. Because Brian's was like, uh, he said, popular vote now or something, I don't know, something catchy. Um, I can't use, oh, I couldn't use popular vote now because that domain's already been taken, but I could do like MI, like Michigan popular vote now or something like that, or popular vote now, MI, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a marketing guru, as, as is, has been proven out from, you know, not being able to get my own marketing stuff done very well. Um, lots and lots of activity, but not a lot of results. Although I have been having tons of fun doing these blog posts that highlight the nonprofits. And that squelched any marketing um, potential for them because Haven explained to me that they can't have anything in that blog post 
that links back to my for-profit um, um, products. So I went ahead and took the link out for every single one of the blog posts that I've done so far for the nonprofits just to delink any um, misunder, you know, misperception about um, if people buying my little product, which nobody's really jumped onto anyway, um, that it has in some way financially benefits the nonprofit. So, so that has been delinked. So I'm kind of at a lull in what to do next, waiting for some divine guidance about what to do with the marketing stuff. Um, just doing the parts I like. I like doing the blog post. I was thinking this morning, um, you know, these, these Facebook Lives have been great, great practice. And as I've said before, they're great therapy. So thanks for listening. And I hope you're getting some interesting information out of it. Um, oh, I have some other Laney Goes to Lansing drama updates in a minute. But, uh, but I think, I think if I, I have a YouTube, a YouTube channel, what would be fun is to start, you know, coming up with like a training series or whatever, because I like doing the videos. I've got the material. So I, I feel like I'm ready to get it out to the public. I was thinking, because the original thought I had was, you know, should I, or the question I had was to myself was, or to the universe, divine guidance, is should I take these videos and just pop them out on YouTube? And I thought, you know what, these are kind of, you know, these are practice, these are great practice, and good for me to just talk um, unscripted, and not that I'm gonna really script the other ones, but, um, you know, if I ramble a little bit, it's just, these are like stream of consciousness uh, videos, which are helpful to me to collect my thoughts and to speak about certain things and to kind of practice. I'm looking at the video and I can, kind of see my facial expressions and work on that and work on, you know, different inflections and the audio piece of it. But for the YouTube videos, there, I mean, there are very specific things I could very specifically teach people. And then if that's out in the public, um, that's okay. I mean, that would be good. It's just things like this where I'm talking about the specifics of the campaigns and stuff. Um, that That's not stuff I want to share at the 501 level because I don't want critics of that coming in because this is like my safe space. Y'all are, this is kind of like a 301 um, crowd here, right? It's my Courageous Cause Champions, my Couch to 5A. These are my people. Um, but whereas if I go out on YouTube, and it's publicly searchable. Not that not that people would necessarily come across it if I depends on what keywords I use. But it's just the fact that, you know, if that's if that's gonna be like marketing stuff, um, or I guess the like the content that I want to put out there, um, I think it should just be real specific. You know, like, oh, if you watch this video, this is what I'm gonna cover. If you watch this video, this is what I'm gonna cover. And I, and I can do all that because it, it, you know, the nice thing about that is it's going to let me do what I want to do. And then hopefully it'll connect with people that um, say, oh, could you come and speak with that at our group or whatever? Um, that's the thought. It, it gives me in my day, which Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks teaches, like, go do what you want to be doing. And that's what I like doing. I like writing those blog posts because they are a way of 
you know, showing people what the easy first steps are. And then, um, and then the, the videos, the teaching videos, give me a chance to kind of put out there my philosophies and my methodologies um, that I want to share with people, that I've come up and seen how they work. And then back here is the, this is like, this is kind of open mic, right? So in comedy, you know, the YouTube will be like the, where I'm scheduled on stage for a set. This, this is the open mic night where I'm just practicing material and collecting my thoughts and uh, getting, getting prepared, so to speak. So these are my base miles in biking or running. These are the ones that kind of get me stronger for the big races, which are going to be the Facebook or the YouTube videos. How about that? What do you think? I think that's a good idea. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to teach this stuff. So let me get out there teaching it. Um, I'll, I'll probably post them too. Um, so I'll try not to be too redundant. I could post them, what's interesting is I could post them on my regular um, Facebook, like my personal Facebook page because I'm, I feel like I'm um, asking a lot of my friends who, when I post it here on the Courageous Cause Champion site and I post the video on my personal site, you know, people, I have like 12 or 13 of you that are in both of those groups. And so you're seeing it twice, so I don't want to inundate you. How about if I just keep the Facebook Lives like these in the Courageous Cause Champion group, and then I'll do the YouTube videos in my personal one. And I'll just, I'll just mention to people, um, probably today, that if you want to, I'm going to just put the Courageous Cause Champion videos in that Facebook group. So if you want to keep seeing them, like that group instead, because I'm not going to show them on my personal one. I'll just do the the YouTube coaching series. I'm going to be a coach, coach, global expert, global expert of the five levels of advocacy. Lainey Frederick, Lainey Vegan Seed. I oh, that's another interesting topic. Oh, before I get to the Lainey Vegan Seed, let's go back to Lainey goes to Lansing. Okay, so this is a separate thing. And another reason why this campaign is so exciting to me now, more so than it was a day ago, is that I, found, I saw this post um, on one of the other activist groups I'm in. Well, come to find out that there is this, there are bills that are passing quietly all around the country to convene another constitutional convention. Holy shit. That would be a convention that would open up the whole US Constitution up for reconstruction. Soup to nuts, start to finish. Holy shit. It's not for good reasons. So I was thinking this morning, there's another example of English ivy. Weedy, something I'm gonna. I think it's kudzu, kudzu or something. I think kudzu, I'm going to look it up. There's this plant that is really, really, really invasive. And I'm going to call it the kudzu. So we're going to, um, 
then, oh, so the people who do not want this con constitutional convention are, um, have this campaign of no con-con, no con-con, which is again against something. And I'm for something. So I would have to name it or promote it as um, like constitution preservation. That's what I, constitution conservation. Let's conserve, no, let's preserve it. Conserve it, not conserve it. I guess preserve it. Conprev. <laughs> Con, constitution, yeah, constitution conservation, then it gets con-con, which is not what we want. We do not want a constitutional convention. Um, we want constitutional preservation. Constitutional preservation. La, 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 la. La 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 la. Can you tell I like to put music to things? <laughs> you can always find some song that goes with the phrase that you, you're you're trying to talk about. I have found it over and over again. Constitutional preservation. Da 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 da. La 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 la. Constitutional preservation, preservation. That's perfect. Hallelujah, chorus and the constitutional preservation campaign. She hasn't even started yet. It just, <coughs> the seed just got planted. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, thing because the structure of people that we have in these other national popular vote interstate compact campaigns across the country are the same groups that could be part of the constitutional preservation and start to pull those weeds with the idea that hey they showed us where the fertile ground was right they showed us where the fertile ground was let's thank them for that and then let's plant something we want more it comes down to that over and over and over again it always works always is that all I wanted to tell you about that? Oh, yeah, so Jonathan was like, or Asa was like, yesterday morning, I get this email, early morning, and uh, he said, okay, it's Friday. Um, are we gonna respond to this lady's um, editorial, um, or the letter to the editor, with a rebuttal, where's everybody at? And uh, this other guy in the, in the mailing list, he, he's like, oh, so Jonathan said, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to work on it. Um, I, you know, just got tied up with other things with Connecticut. And then this, this third guy um, from I don't know which state chimes in. He's in the group. And he says, oh, Jonathan, I think, you know, I know that these other three states, Michigan and South Carolina and Ohio, are, are really important. But I think the focus ought to be on, you know, the states that have already passed it. And Jonathan's like, I can focus on both of them. So anyway, long story short, I mean, here we have like infighting. Stop, people, just stop. Dude, whoever third person that you were, shut the heck up. I mean, why do you care? It's not up to you. You're not the one making commitments. You don't get to decide what other people commit to or don't commit to. And if you're gonna be in this group, it's about saying, hey, how can I be supportive or I hope, you know, just hold the thought, like, I hope that, you know, this will get resolved, that you all can do it. My philosophy was I spent, like, I mean, Brian and I spent a good 
holy cow, 90 minutes maybe? Eh, at least that. It was a long time going through this microcirculating. And I was about spent at that, spent after that, and then seeing this um, email about this constitutional convention. No, constitutional preservation. Constitutional preservation. See, we can have the bands, just like I like doing. We have bands, big parade. I want to be in the dance troupe. Kick up. Kick up like aerobics. Okay. Uh, how do we get the... How do we get the dancing in the national popular vote interstate compact? Nine ladies dancing. <laughs> anyway, by the end of this campaign, I will have thought of 12 Days of Christmas, maybe. Or I'll just stick with that little verse. Um, and, oh, and yesterday, oh, yesterday it was all about national popular vote interstate compact. I was uh, updating my slide deck for the presentation about the Michigan campaign and I because I wanted to um, I wanted to record that so I could get that out to the voters not politicians people who said that they would be happy to take a peek at my rollout um, material and um, give their give their suggestions so I wanted to get that recorded and I wanted to practice it, the timing of it so that I would know for the um, Royal Oak Club meeting which was interesting because I also practiced the short deck of the League of Women Voters presentation about the Electoral College. And I think, I think because that deck, it's a 20 minute deck, I did it kind of fast, I tried, I, I talked fast, I got it done in like 12 and a half or more. Um, but this other one on the Michigan campaign, I'm gonna need a full 15. So I gotta get the, the um, overall Electoral College one down to 10 minutes. So I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, um, hide some of the slides and just keep it at 10 minutes and be like, hey, if you want more information about why the Electoral College um, needs to go, watch my 40-minute video, provide the link to that, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's that. Because it's got to, I, I need to keep that first one 10 minutes, and then 15 for the other one, and no questions, or very few, very few questions. I'll be like, uh, that's a good question. Chapter nine. Check chapter nine. Mythbusters. Okay. Um, let's see. What was I going to talk about? Oh, so I recorded the video, um, sent off the stuff to voters, not politicians, for them to review. And I was totally spent. So I'm like, the last thing in the world I'm even going to contemplate is any rebuttal to an editorial. Because I just, it's not my thing. It's not, I have no area of expertise. I wouldn't even know where to start. It would be exhausting, draining. I'm not going to do it. And, I, and so here's the thought I had. I'm like, well, what if this had been a month and a half ago, like before I was involved? Nobody would have been around to rebuttal it. So what the heck? can't do it all. It's not, was not my battle to fight. Because I don't fight battles. I do what's energizing to me. Uh, anyhow, then I had a good practice of, oh, that's what I was going to tell you about. Staying in the body. Leah wants me to focus on how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, moment to moment. 
stay in the body. And so I did. I, um, I thought, you know what, a nice place to meet people. She had mentioned salsa lessons. I couldn't find anything that resonated. There were a couple of little dance groups in the area when I looked on Meetup that have like three people going to their events. I'm like, you know what, I hate going to stuff like that by myself. Just it feels, I'm focusing on my feelings, it feels very awkward and uncomfortable. I can talk to anybody, but it's just like a pain in the ass, really. Honestly, it's more, it's more that. It's like more trouble than it's worth. Too much work. Too much work. Not enough fun. So um, I was thinking of gyms in the area. Why not? I mean, why can't I walk on the treadmill somewhere else and talk to somebody on the treadmill next to me? That would be good practice. Good, good practice about sharing what I'm feeling um, in the moment. Like, oh... I feel this pain in my knee or I feel great today. Oh my God. I feel so energized. Um, so I said, I'm going to see if anybody's responded yet. I put this post out on, uh, Oh, Doug hero on uh, next door. And I said, Hey, a friend of mine <laughs> is looking for a gym to meet men who share her interest in fitness, something like that. Any suggestions? Because the title was, Best Gyms for Meeting Single Men, question mark. A friend of mine would like to meet a man to date who is also into fitness. She's looking for recommendations of gyms in the area. Any suggestions, question mark. <laughs> so Doug Hero <laughs> replies back and says, I go to LA Fitness on Woodward. He's like, I'm single, send her over. <laughs> oh, the other thing I'm going to add is uh, and best times. And I'll ask him, best time to catch a crowd there? <laughs> In other words, what time are you going to be there, Doug? What time? Because then he can come back and say, like, oh, I go when there aren't any crowds. Come on, send her over it. Send her over at 6 a.m. <laughs> a friend. Isn't that funny? They all know it's for me. <laughs> they all know. They're like, she's so busted. Because I thought, well, that sounds really desperate if I say, like, hey, where's the singer man? That's too much in the brain, right? If I'm like, this is from the, this is feeling, I, oh, I want to help my friend out. I'm so helpful. My friend, my friend has a need. My friend has a need. If I say, I have a need, oh, sounds so desperate. <laughs> but that would be fun. Um, gosh, when was the last time I worked out at a gym? Holy cow. I mean, we're talking way, we're talking the Wayback Machine. We're talking about the Bally 
it's a Bally? Bally's. Oh my God. I had this gym membership when I was in, uh, when I was in Dearborn. Oh, it, even before that, I mean, or no, I guess it was after that. So I get, um, would that have been my first Bally's? Wow. <clears throat> my first gym membership. Well, even fat here, let me go way back. Um, the way back machine. I had, um, like, so my brother, who's two years older than I am, got, you know, when he was a teenager or something, I think what happened is somebody my dad worked with was getting rid of like a weight bench and some basic weights like um, free weights, uh, barbell and some dumbbells and the, you know, the metal weights or maybe the plastic covered, I don't know, remember. Um, so, so Ken started working out, going from Mr. Skinny to Mr. Muscle. Um, and he would need help in the basement, like when he would be like bench pressing to more than he ever could imagine. So he needed a spotter, just me. Um, and I was like, I mean, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh my God, you're going to die, brother, because I can't get this up. And I think there were one or two times where he had to like, like crawl from underneath it because I couldn't like get it up to get it up on the, the, the little holders. So I just sit down there and read a book until he was at the red, ready for whatever set he needed to do that he needed to spot. I mean, spot him, because he was in uh, football in junior high. I remember, was it junior high? Pretty sure this happened in maybe it happened in high school. Might have happened in high school. He was playing football. He was on the football team, and a good like his best buddy friend. I don't know if his best best buddy, real good friend of his, died in a motorcycle accident. So it was probably high school. And the coach, like, and the, that guy was also on the football team. And the next day was practice or something. And the coach was just like, you got to tough it up. And we just got to get through it and man up. And I was bullshit. And my brother came home and he's like, I'm done. That guy, asshole. I mean, he was grieving. My poor brother. I mean, these kids, you know, you don't do that to kids. You let them grieve. I mean. In honor of the student, you don't tell him to go toughen up bullshit. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so so my brother's been into weights ever, you know, like ever since junior high-ish of a college. He was like pumping heavy. Um, he still works out, you know, with, uh, every morning at the gym. And so anyway. So that got me exposed to weightlifting, and then I had to take a phys ed class in high school. And so I picked this like weight training thing, and it was awkward because it was like me and 20 guys and like two girls, and it was crazy. I don't know why I was in there. It was better than dance, though. Dance was so intimidating. I can't remember the steps after like three or four. Um, and then I'm like, what was that next step? I don't know what kind of memory that is, but it is like. I need repetition, like the Bikram, I don't even know. Like if I had to do the whole Bikram series, I've been doing it for three years now, three times a week. Could I do it without somebody telling me what comes next? I might not be able to actually, maybe, I mean, maybe. That's a lot, Three, 365 days a year, or no, 52 weeks times, three times a week. Let's say vacation weeks I didn't, so 50 weeks a year. So 50 times three, that's 100. And 50 a year times three years. I've done it 450 times. Um, you would think I would be able to do it just like one after the other. I might be able to because I'm kind of used to like the transition from, okay, do this and then you do that. 
I can do because I can remember like this one goes to that one that's all I have to remember because then I'm in the next pose and I'm like this one goes next that's it so I'm like it's like one I just have to remember the one next step um whereas these other things it's like too much too much for me anyway so I did wait you know I learned how to do free weight stuff in high school and then when did I join Bally's? I joined Bally's when I was in Dearborn. So I was going to U of M Dearborn over there. And uh, trying to think if I was ever in a gym before that. I don't think so. Because I think before that I had the horse. And that was a lot of expense So and time. So who had time for gym? Um, but yeah, when I moved out of the house, I would work out in the morning to some aerobics videos. And I had a step. So I did step aerobics a lot. <clears throat> Love that for a long time, but then I joined a gym in Dearborn. Went a little bit, um, and then when I, I remember when I went to Las Vegas for work, um, I what was that beep? Sorry about that beep. I don't know what that was. I haven't figured out how to get rid of the phone thing on the computer yet. Anyway, back to Vegas. Vegas. So I was on an assignment in Vegas for six months and it included, um, you know, the lodging and they had a workout place there. So I went and worked out there and I was really shy and, you know, just didn't, didn't know how to meet anybody or talk to anybody. And, uh, then I went to Dallas. I don't, I don't remember being in a gym there. Um, uh, then I came back to Michigan moved in with Larry we talked about going to a gym we tried this place I wanted him to come to the gym with me we tried this place in Birmingham he didn't like it um, so that flopped and then I got into yoga and then I started going to Center for Yoga and then when I got divorced then I got into cycling and um, and then later triathlons a little bit of running um, so I haven't been to a gym in forever I mean we're talking like gosh 20 years or something so it'd be interesting I did go Clyde has a had or has an LA Fitness I'll see if he still has that membership so I came as a guest to a couple of spinning classes there I have yeah I did go to a spinning class um, a few years prior to that about took my kneecap off because you're clipped in and on a regular like when you're on your bike even on a trainer and you stop pedaling the the um, bike pedals like they stop but on a spinning bike those things keep going like there's momentum in that gearing and they're still powering and I stopped and you know my foot stopped I thought everything had stopped and the machine like pulled my leg and I was like holy cow this is awful hate it so I didn't I don't like that part about spin bikes um, so I don't know if I would take a spin class. Besides, you can't really socialize. I mean, you can really only socialize on <clears throat> the, um, like if you're next to each other on like a um, treadmill or, um, you know, I guess walking around the machines or something. I don't know if I'll do machines or not. kind of just want to do the treadmill. Get, get, I was thinking uh, after Mardi Gras, after I indulged today in... Pre-Fat Tuesday Quinchkeys, 
and then indulge again on Tuesday, more Fat Tuesday punchkis. Then on Wednesday, I'll start um, couch to 5A. Although I'm not a couch, I'm probably, I'll have to look because I'm already walking three days a week. I'm guessing I'm on, you know, I'll start on week three or four or something like that. <clears throat> so uh, that'll be fun. That'll give me a reason to go to the gym. I know there was something about, um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> um, what was I going to say? I forget. Yeah. So I'm guessing if I go to the gym, kind of consistent times, start to see the same people because people get into their habits. That was, that's another reason I, I think that I never really meet people at the gym is because I go at different times all the time. Um, I mean, in yoga, things, it just never really, never really worked out to get in conversation with anybody. Everybody, like, swoops in for the class, takes the class, swoops back out. Same with, like, if I do a spinning class at the gym or something. Everybody's going to swoop in, swoop back out. People don't usually hover. Um, so anyway, that's that's the idea that I had for staying in the body. Because I thought about going back to Fraser Bicycle, but man, that is, it's very expensive. And it's also a lot of time to drive over there, do a workout and drive back. And that room is very like man cavey. It smells down there from all the tires of bikes and stuff like that. It was really kind of gross smell-wise. Um, I learned a ton, and I met bikers, uh, cyclists, but um, it just doesn't really, doesn't have that same kind of social feel to it. It's too intense. Like, those are people that are, like, intense workout. Like, the women there are, like, intense workout. Um, not, not the vibe I'm looking for. I'm looking for social people that have fun biking, people who have fun running. Who has fun running, though? Wait a minute. People have fun jogging on the treadmill because running's really not fun. You never see runners smile. I mean, I do because I have I go at the smile on my face pace. <clears throat> but as you heard from an early, early, early podcast episode, smile on my face pace, and I'll do that again at the gym because that's the best pace ever. Because there ought to be ought to be a movement about smile on your face pace. That's the best pace ever. All right, where are we at? We're at 42 minutes. What else can I tell you about? <laughs> I went to a yoga thing last night. It was supposed to be a yoga thing. My cousin Chris, who makes these beautiful um, note cards and um, prints and uh, all kinds of stuff, ornaments and, um, oh, what else did she have? Like just little things that you put on, um, you know, a, a stand on a table or something. Very inspiring, beautiful. I love her note cards, so I'm just a huge fan of her note cards. And I was going, she's got all these displays, and this was my idea. It's the Build-A-Box where she lets you build, like take eight whatever kind of cards you want, and you buy a box. Um, because originally, she was selling them in boxes of eight um, cards of the same card. And I, was, I would buy a bunch of boxes. I'd buy like eight different kinds. And I told her, I said, what I do is I break them apart and I make up boxes with one of each. And I give those as gifts to people so they have this nice assortment. And so she started doing that and it got wild crazy. 
Um, I don't feel like she's ever really thanked me for that idea, but that's okay. I know in my heart that it was my idea and it works out really well for her. And so I am ecstatic because then now I can buy a couple of boxes of cards. I don't have to buy eight boxes of cards and I can get an assortment. Anyway, um, <clears throat> she was there and I found, I was looking at the different displays that she had and it was, I was telling her, it's like, it's like the flowers in my garden coming up every year. Like I, I see these different cards and I'm like, oh, that's the Katie door card, which is, um, there was a picture of this beautiful blue door in France that my um, niece Katie took a picture of when she was on her high school trip to France. And, uh, and my cousin saw that and my cousin is like crazy about doors. And so she did a card image with this blue door and we're like, that's the Katie door. Uh, so that's the joke now. So she had cards with the Katie door and she had cards with some of the prints that like I have one of her originals. She signed it for me um, early on because I'm like, Chris, I love this. Um, and then just different ones like the Veuve Clicquot. I gave um, a bottle of Veuve Clicquot, the Veuve Clicquot to Chris as a congratulations when she finally went online uh, last year to sell, sell her cards on, online. I know that was a big thing. I'm like, champagne. And I've sent that Veuve Clicquot card to other people. And there's a ballet one. And I had sent a set of those to my uh, cousin, or not my cousin, my friend Kelly, whose daughter is a prima ballerina, like literally a prima ballerina and uh, in Florida. And so it was just like, it was like meeting old friends and like triggering all these memories, just looking at these pictures on these cards. And they're like frame worthy. I mean, they're all beautiful. And that's what she does. She makes sure that there's like nothing. They're all blank inside. So you can use the card for whatever you want. And she tries not to do too much wording on the front so that people can, you know, use them for whatever they want. Like sometimes it'll say like Detroit or, you know, a location or whatever. But for the most part, she tries to keep words off of it. So she's so talented. I can't even, like I could gush and gush and gush about how talented she is. And every time I see something new that she does, I'm like, oh my God, she's even more talented. And she does custom stuff too. Like uh, she was telling me this one realtor uh, in the area in Birmingham, um, whenever she sells a house, she has Chris um, do the, do a custom um, paint, you know, print painting of the house. And she gives that to the homeowner as a, as a gift, as a closing gift. Isn't that cool? And some people have like, oh, Chris, I'll, I'm going to start to cry. She, when my cat died, when Lainey Kitty died, she brought over like that same day. Um, she'd taken one of my pictures off the internet and I hate, hate to admit it. It was not a good picture. It was like when she was, you know, in she was in actively dying and so it's not a great picture of her but anyway Chris took the time and sketched out this picture and brought this frame picture so I have it I actually have it up oh here hold on I'll show you it's on the um, those of you watching the video it's back here on my mantel shelf you can't really see it back there where's my picture where's my finger you think this is easy but it's not um, anyway you can see it. So anyway, she's kind of laying sideways, which is, I just, I remember that picture and it's painful for me because that was the picture I'd taken when I was taking her to the vet hospital, which was horrible. I won't even share that story. Um, anyway, I had eight wonderful years with her. 
and a horrible last week with her. Not horrible for her, but I mean, horrible what I did to that she had to suffer through. So anyway, maybe more than a week. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. Uh. Um, so yeah, that's my cousin Chris. So this thing was supposed to be, oh, it was um, something living. I forget the name of these um, essential oils. And my friend um, Sue, who does massage uh, on the side, she has set me up with like oodles and oodles, you know, all kinds of these um, essential oils. So I have a ton of them already. So I didn't, I sat through the presentation and it was in a yoga room and they had a lot of chairs, but I sat on the floor because I thought the thing said that there was going to be a seated meditation, like a yoga meditation. They were going to do this presentation about the oils and then Chris's artwork was going to be available to buy and shop at her little store. And I thought that they were going to do the meditation part first. And that'd be nice. Start there. No, they started with the sales pitch first. And it was a long sales pitch. And I was sitting on the floor on one of their mats. Because I didn't know. I mean, I had brought my mat and I was in like workout yoga gear. I heard yoga and I thought yoga. Nope. They were going to do a seated one later. They did not have enough chairs. And several of us were stuck on the floor. It was very uncomfortable. So at the end of it, the presentation, you know, they said, presentation, go shop, and then we'll do the yoga. Um, I wasn't feeling good. Something was not, whatever, something I ate yesterday was like, like a brick through my digestive system. It was causing all kinds of turmoil. So I just told Chris, I'm like, yeah, thanks. Got, got my cards, got to go. So I didn't get a chance to visit with my friend Joy, who lives out there. I was going to stop by and get some Girl Scout cookies for the guys at the um, car wash from her, which I did not get a chance to do because I was not feeling good and I left early, which was probably fine because Joy uh, had just gotten back from their trip up north and, and then I had to go see a client. She's a home health care um, nurse or I forget what her title is. She, she does nurse kind of thing. Um, but there's like nurse practitioner and I don't know, there's all these different, I don't forget which certification or licensing she has, I forget. So that was a, a bit awkward, you know, going, because I thought there were a couple of my cousins who had said they were maybes and my sister was a maybe on there. And I thought, well, you know, if I run into one of them, I'll have somebody to talk to. Nope. So I tried to talk to a couple of people, but it's always awkward. Like, it just feels like work. I can do it, but I'm like, it's less work to just kind of stay neutral and just kind of stay quiet in the background. Um, but today, today, I'm meeting up with my friend Mary. Um, old Shalele is going to have a vegan um, Mardi Gras, pre-Mardi Gras. So I thought that would be fun if she wanted to do that. So we're going to go. That's at 6 tonight. i got to figure out what I can wear. I'm going to have to look and see. I don't know if I have a mask or not. And I was trying to think, like, I mean, I have a couple of dresses. I have beads. Um, I don't know what else I could wear. I have to, because I was going to look, I was going to look and see what costumey things I have downstairs. And uh, I don't know what else I can wear. Dress is going to be freaking cold. 
Um, although I might wear cat tights underneath it. It should be kind of warm for So we're going to meet up at 6. And then tomorrow there's another Reiki share. I had forgotten that they'd added a second Reiki share per month uh, at a different location, in still in Ferndale. So I, I'm, I'm going to go to that. I like, I love Reiki. It's so nice. Feels they talk about in the body, in the body, in the, you know, divine's head. And also I can ask them for some guidance and say like, hey, I am like done with trying to figure out this um, marketing stuff. What do I do next? Like, what, what am I, what, what's the ideal? You know, what do you want me to do? What should I do? I mean, I know what I want to do. What can I do that, um, where, where does the income come from? Where does the income come from? What do I need to do to let the income come? That's what I need to know. And in the meantime, I'll go to the gym because I have, I do budget for, entertainment and every month and so that'll be my entertainment my social social see I was looking for social I was looking for something consistent and I was thinking about oh what kind of group should I go to I never thought about going to the gym because it's just been so disastrous and I think I was having these years ago flashbacks of you know just awkwardness I am so different now so different plus I need to practice talking about how I'm feeling. I am feeling good today. I'm feeling better now that yesterday I was all scrunched up on the floor. I kept trying to stretch out my legs and, um, you know, sit different ways. And I got up and went to the bathroom and I came back. I did have some good food there last night, though. Not as good as it's going to be Old Shillelagh today because Old Shillelagh said that they have vegan um, punchkis, too. Uh, for next Tuesday, I'd ordered punchkis from... Um, Ale Mary's that you had to order a half a dozen. So my neighbors across the street, uh, I'm giving two to them. They said, super. Uh, I checked with Chaco, although I got to double check with him because he said he's going to New Orleans. So if he's going to New Orleans next week, he's not going to get a punchkin next week. Um, and let's see what else. So that leaves me with two more. And I figured, you know, I'll check with Mary today. Maybe she'll want one. And then the other one was just like, universe, whoever you wanted to for, just let me know. Happy to, already paid for them. So that's the story. Thanks for sticking with me today. I hope you're all walking on the treadmill or driving safely or whatever it is that you're doing. I hope that you're doing it, doing things that energize you. Um, oh, last thing I wanted to tell you. There's this guy in, in the UK who... Um, I think I mentioned him on the podcast before. He he gives uh, you know his opinion about some of my marketing stuff, and he does it with a lot of like what he's saying has value, but he's kind of I wouldn't even say condescending, but there's always this sting to how he says it. Um, but he gives good information, and he out of the blue just um, forwarded on me forwarded on to me something about some content that you can buy and you can private label it. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's nice. I'm going to tell them how much I appreciate that because I feel appreciation. And it was interesting because I kept wanting to turn the um, sentences on to him like, oh, thanks for doing that. You know, um, 
I forget how I was going to word it, but it was going to be about him. And Leah said, try and keep it on you, like how you feel about it. And I was like, oh, I just really appreciate that. Um, and then I asked him, because I have to practice listening to what the other person's goals and dreams are. And uh, so I said, hey, how's your business going? And he said, oh, it's kind of on hold. I have to work the, you know, day job, and then I'll get back to it. And, and I said, oh, I totally understand. I'm feeling so frustrated. I am just lost. Um, you know, the stuff's not working for me, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, this guy who's always like stinging comments says, great talking with you. It's nice out here in the UK. We've got a little bit of spring. I'm going to head out. Um, let me know if you need anything else. Ciao. And I'm like, oh my God. And then of course I turned it back on him and I said, enjoy. Oh, I was good right till the very end. And then I gave all my attention away. Back on them. I gotta bring them back. Out and back. Out and back. So just practicing. It was good though, because I had to like change my wording a few times. Because it was gonna be all about him and um not that they're not important. That's that's the key thing is I want to ask them about their stuff. But when it comes to something that they've offered to me, like he's offered assistance to me, I should have said, oh, that means so much to me or something like that. Or that brings me great comfort or something. Just stick with me. Yeah. When it's about me, when it's about me, which was him helping me, needs to stay on me. Okay, that's what I'm practicing. Do you get the difference? Um, because it's not, it's not that the world should be all about me. Because when he's talking about him, it's, you know, tell me more about what you've got going on. Um, I don't know if I did that part well or not, because then I kind of brought it back on me. But I didn't know how much time he had to chit-chat anyway. And I did want to just communicate like, hey, I'm right there with you. Like, this is so frustrating. I know how that goes. And he's not going to say, I feel frustrated, but he's going to be like, I don't, I didn't have time for it, right? I mean, that's the guy approach, like, oh, didn't have enough time for it. Whereas I'm like, it's so frustrating. So that's what I bring to the table. That was my practice for this week. I'll let you have these last two minutes of this hour to yourself to just soak it all in. Namaste. And to the farmer's market this morning. Yay! Talk to you later. Bye.